Welcome to our Wednesday evening Bible study for April 29th, 2020. You are joining me in my office, which also doubles as our grandkids' playroom. I hope that very soon we'll be joining each other in community for our Bible studies on the northwest corner of Bull and Blanding. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most gracious and merciful God, we thank you for your word, and we pray that your word will speak to us in a meaningful way, and that we will interpret your word correctly. Lord, as we listen to your word about the Samaritan woman at the well and her conversation with Jesus, we ask that you would open our hearts and our minds so we too may become more effective disciples and participate in the harvest. Please empower your word to equip us and embolden us to share the good news of your son, Jesus Christ, with others. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. So today we're going to dive into the story of the woman at the well, as told in the book of John, chapter 4, verses 1 through 42. If you would like, now would be a good time to hit pause and grab a notepad in your Bible in case you want to jot down any questions or make any notes. Um, and if you're with someone else, uh, read along with me. I'll be using the NIV translation of the Bible. Here is the reading from John. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well, and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water 
welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You were right when you said you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and now has come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in the truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one had asked, what do you want, or why are you talking to her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have, no, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and, the har and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap, and what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more believers came. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. 
and here ends the reading. So what are some of the bullet points from what we just heard? Well, we know the Pharisees were becoming more interested in Jesus's activity. He was traveling through Samaria. He was tired. He sat down on a well by himself. A Samaritan woman came to draw water from the well. The time of day was noon. Jesus and the woman had a conversation. His disciples returned and the woman left. She went to town. She returned with a group of interested in hearing more of what Jesus had to say. And finally, the Samaritans invited him to stay so they could learn more of what he was teaching. I've enjoyed in the past, in some of our Bible studies, comparing our modern day perspectives with those of the first century Jews. I'm not going to do that today because I think it would take too much time, but I want you to take just a little time and paint a picture in your mind of what this story means to you translated in today's time and culture. Feel free to pause this podcast and contemplate, or if you're listening with someone, discuss what your interpretation looks like. Okay, now that you have an interpretation in your mind, let that be the canvas going forward. And I'm going to do my best to paint a picture of first century Jewish perspective to overlay onto your canvas. We begin with learning that the Pharisees had investigated John the Baptist, and they knew that many of Jesus' followers came from the ranks of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was in prison at this time, and Jesus was becoming more than just a minor irritation to the Pharisees. The route he and his disciples used was not the normal route that Jews would have traveled from Judea to Galilee. It was faster, but not preferred by most religious Jews, since it went through Samaritan territory. In first century culture, water collection was the responsibility of women. Secondly, we should take note that the fact that the time of day was noon. Historically, water drawing took place either early in the morning or late in the afternoon to avoid the midday heat. It also gave women a chance to have social interaction with each other. This particular woman chose to arrive at a time that would have afforded her social isolation. In the first century world, men rarely spoke to women in public, even if they were married to them, and single men never spoke to or touched women at any time. Their conversation starts out with rather mundane and earthly subjects, such as wells and husbands. And then Jesus presses the woman to examine what these earthly things really mean for her. She is shocked when Jesus refers to living water that he could provide to her. Living water would have referred to water that flows in a spring, a river, or a stream. It is moving water in contrast to the other water which stood still as the water would have been in the well. Living water was considered precious and according to rabbinical law was the only water that could be used in ritual washings to make people clean prior to worship. 
Now, if you'll remember early in the story, we learned that Jesus was tired, which revealed his humanity. And now Jesus begins to reveal his divinity by reminding her, a woman whom he had never met before, that she had had five husbands and the man she is currently living with is not her husband. Now, I don't view this as Jesus being judgmental, but merely letting the woman know that he knows about her current social status as well as her past. Sharing with the woman what he knew about her and then including a claim that he could provide living water has now begun to reveal his divinity. When Jesus' disciples returned, they were amazed that he was talking with a woman, much less a Samaritan. You see, in that time and culture, they were living in a time of tradition, and it was written in their law that a man could not talk casually with a woman. On top of that, he had engaged her in a theological discussion, which was normally taught by rabbis and was taught only to men. By now, the disciples were no doubt very confused about this whole situation. And to add even more confusion, when they offer Jesus something to eat, Jesus tells his disciples that he has food that they don't even know about. And then he proceeds to tell them that his food is doing the mission and finishing the mission of the one who sent him. Jesus had a very interesting way of teaching his disciples and answering their questions. At this point, the woman leaves her water jar at the well and makes her exit. Maybe she left the water jar there because she knew that she would be returning. Verse 29 in this reading is one of my favorite verses, and it shows the simplicity of her plea to the townspeople when she says with very simple words, Come, see a man. You notice in this reading that Jesus used a lot of agricultural terms, and that is because a good many of the people in this culture would be very familiar with planting and harvesting cycles. I believe Jesus is letting them know that he planted the seed at the well, and the harvest of the Samaritans is on the way, and they were being invited to help with the harvest. This is a signpost for you and me that lets us know our mission as Christians is to build on what has gone on before. It truly is comforting to know that God has done plenty of advanced work for us. You never know when you may have an impact on someone's life by sharing stories of Jesus' grace and mercy with them. This woman's simple invitation Come, see a man, led many to believe in him and want to learn more about him. They learned firsthand, face to face from Jesus. We have the same opportunity to learn from Jesus, who is revealed in God's word. At St. Paul's Lutheran Church, we are learning, loving, and living God's word. God's word is a true, unified story that leads to Jesus. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could invite others to meet Jesus and learn about his extraordinary life, teachings, and resurrection with just four simple words? Well, this is possible for each and every one of us, 
if we equip ourselves by learning, loving, and living God's Word. Please remember to stay engaged in Bible Project videos that will help us all have a greater understanding of the cultural and historical interpretations of God's Word. I enjoy ending these Bible studies with a blessing. This is a blessing that God gave to Moses to give to Aaron to in turn use to bless the Israelites. It still brings us comfort today. The blessing is found in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. Here is the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.